0: Welcome to Nice Work, podcast of, I hope you know it by now, The Super Nice Club, where we're just doing our damnedest to make the world, how many percent? Ten percent, ten percent nicer, what a low bar. Glad, very glad that you're here to help us get there by every means necessary. I'm your host, Todd Brilliant, and today today I am joined by two super nice humans, Chris and Dexy from LA, uh, Dream Pop, Love Wave, Psychic Magic band, Magic Wands. Their latest album is Illuminate, which you should absolutely check out, slash download, slash purchase the CD. CDs sound great, by the way. If you haven't listened to a CD in a long time? (laughs) They're amazing. Okay, these two are really interesting humans. Super interesting, which uh, professional musicians, musicians, magicians, often are to me. If only, uh, you know, because of the dedication, their belief in self, and and the leap of faith it takes to go all in on on your ability to craft song after song after album after album, all the while trusting that that you'll please an audience enough to get them invested. Anyway, they're interesting as musicians, but also they're deeply interested in things like sound healing, esoteric knowledge, wisdom of the ages, and and you know, the, the mysteries that surround and envelop all of us, though a lot of us just Pass right by the magic a lot of the times without noticing it as we just busy ourselves with the run and gun pace of modern life that sort of distances us and, and and quiets the best within us. Sometimes, not always. You know, sometimes you get a little reminder like a guy ranting on a podcast that might be time to pay attention again. Anyway, take a listen to our conversation. Meet a new band. And, uh, oh, real quick, before we get to the good stuff, don't forget to nab your gear, superniceclub.com. We're selling out of everything prior to our relaunch. So if you have a look uh, in any of our shirts, hats, or hoodies or stickers that you really like, now's the time. This is the 64th episode of Nice Work. So here are some interesting or not so interesting tidbits about the number 64. Do you like this part of the podcast? Anyway, so 64 is the basis of 64 bit computing, which is why you have like the Commodore 64 and the Nintendo 64. Uh, it's the maximum number of stackable items in Minecraft, whatever that is. Uh, it's the number of squares on a chessboard, which I bet some of you are already thinking, I know. And like, that's nothing compared to the 324, I think, squares on the much, much, much more complicated game of Go. For like Go Masters, Chess is kid stuff. Uh, There are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching, and there are 64 classical arts listed in many Indian scriptures, and there are 64 demons listed in the Dictionnaire Infernal. There you go. 64. Eight times eight. 62 plus two. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Turn off everything else, tune out the rest of the world, and drop in to nice work with Dexie and Chris, aka. Magic
1: wands.
0: Dexie, Chris, Chris Dexie, welcome to Nice Work. Glad to have you on.
2: Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you.
0: Now, I, I always start with asking people where they're at. I know you're in L.A., but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it anyway. Where, where are you guys at?
1: I'm currently laying on a floor in Hollywood.
0: Hollywood, California.
1: <laughs> you guys,
0: I, I just get it right to the beginning, right to the top. You have a brand new record called Illuminate. It's your fourth album, yeah?
1: Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Tell us a story. Every album has its own story. Every album has its own sort of journey to get there. Let's, let's get into the music, and then we'll get into who you are as people. Musicians, just people who are passionate about all kinds of stuff, but let's let's get people hyped about the record first.
1: well, this is a record that we made um within the last year, so we kind of worked on it at home and recorded and did everything at home in our living room.
2: yeah, we produced the whole record ourselves, like we basically got all the equipment and everything we needed, so we didn't have to go to any like major studio things, and we did everything like. I mean, we got, like, every keyboard and everything you could possibly need to make, like, the record that we wanted to make. So this is kind of, like, our first record that we did all, just the two of us, without even a producer or anything. We recorded it, we engineered it, we produced it, we wrote it, and played it all through.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you do it again, now that you've done it that way?
1: Yeah, now now we have it down. But although there is, like, a, you know... will probably go back into a studio
2: as well but yeah we're not opposed to studios or anything we just wanted to like we just know like the sounds we like now and like how to to get them easily so it just makes working on music a lot faster so we like that process now your first ep i noticed
0: was produced by like kind of a legend john hill yeah Uh, he's worked with i mean you guys can wikipedia folks like look up john hill he's worked with so many huge artists. It's just huge list. Some of my faves like MIA, Santi Gold, uh, Licky Lee. So that's a big change working with John Hill to working in your,
2: in your living room, I'm imagining. Right. We learned all his tricks. So we <laughs> you okay. You got it down. <laughs> he showed me how to oh, put we- a microphone on a broom. And then if you sweep the broom, it gets like a, a nice sweep sound that you can uh, layer in your track. So. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that was quite a while ago when we worked yeah. with him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, when, a when a band, like when we first started out, there was like a lot of buzz about magic wands. So, you know, we got to work with some big producers and stuff and, you know, then we just decided like, Hey, we can do this on our own.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the, that should be the typical growth, right? You eventually, you, you, you grow up and you grow into the production side of things. I mean, not every band, but it seems like it happens quite a bit.
2: We definitely learned how to record. I don't know if we've grown up yet.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. We haven't grown up. We're exactly the same as we were when we recorded with John Hill, but <laughs> we just have more gear.
0: And then there's a seven inch that's coming out. Is it off of Illuminate?
1: Um, it's a song from Illuminate, Angel Dust. And then a new single we have called Wash the Tears Away.
0: And that's literally a seven inch vinyl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh, it will be on clear blue vinyl. Nice. Someone, I'm yeah. trying to
0: remember. Someone recently, and they might have been talking out of their ass, was saying something about new vinyl basically just being digital, like with digital masters. You know, not analog. It's all kind of Greek to me. Does that does that mean anything to you?
1: Doesn't I, matter I, yeah. to me. I, I just I'm a, I used to be you know like analog, analog. It has to be mm-hmm. analog now. Now if it sounds good and it's a good recording or not even a good recording, if it's a good song, I don't care if it's like on you know. tape cassette or cd or vinyl you know it doesn't matter yeah i'm not i I used to be kind of more concerned with like the quality of the music but for me now it's just about the songs and the energy of the songs and not so much well this was recorded in a million dollar studio or this was recorded in a basement you know
0: yeah yeah well i I mean you know
1: sometimes digital's way too tinny i don't like that you know
0: Ever, I like to go back. It seems to be more and more of a thing now, like your favorite bands will release their demos like PJ Harvey, not too long ago, put out a big string of, of her demos. Right. And those are obviously oh, not great. recorded. Well, she had four track demos a long time ago, but there's a whole new set of demos. And yeah, I guess, you know, they don't sound quote unquote great, but they sound
2: awesome
1: yeah yeah we love demos that that's pretty much a lot of what we have is demos
2: (laughs) yeah all the stuff we used to do i mean we did a lot of things with an eight track cassette recorder so we would just record you know we had so many songs we recorded that way and uh, And we
1: did put it out actually we put out um an album called portals uh, a couple years ago and it was just all of our demos four track demos but um Then we had to take it offline because we reissued our first album. And so some of those songs had been on there and we had to, you know, it was because it was through a record label and, you know, what was the reason why we did that?
2: I don't remember, but it was all recorded (laughs) on cassette. (laughs) Once you get labels, it gets complicated, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we wanted them to release the the first album again. So it was like, okay, well we have to take down all the demos offline because they're already out. So we could reissue them.
0: Something that I like a lot about the sort of contemporary connected through the internet world is that you see quite a few bands that end up meeting each other just sort of because they heard a cool song and then they reach out online and they start collaborating before they ever meet. And then boom, they have, something. And that's kind of your story. Am I right? Am I remember remembering that correctly? One of you was in Nashville.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: right. Okay, Good. Uh, and so was that how it went? You just did one of you email the other one and say, Hey, you know, sounds great. Let's jam.
1: Pretty much.
2: <laughs> yeah. I found one of Dexie's songs online, just some random like one song she posted on this one thing. And uh, yeah, I was like, Oh, this is great. And I want, I want to start a band and, He's like,
1: he wrote me, he's like, what are the chances of you leaving LA and moving to Nashville and starting a band? And I, and I at that point I'd just been Bold. so fed up with LA. I was like, 90% chance.
2: <laughs> it took some work though. I had to convince her. I had to send her some stuff in the mail to like, you know.
1: Yeah, he sent me presents and things and I was like, oh, okay.
2: But we worked on songs like over, you know, online for like a minute, like where I would send her some tracks and she would like sing on it. And send it back and you know we kind of like wrote a few songs like that and then then we just got together right away in Nashville and did actually the recording the cassette recording demos where we just did like five songs
1: right we recorded those songs like 20,000 times we did them we did the demos at home and then we went and did the John Hill versions and then we came to LA and did another version and then we um Got with another producer and did another version, and that became the first album, Aloha Moon, that we put out.
0: Does that still happen? I would just imagine now that you have. I mean, you both are um, admired. You're admired musicians, and uh, in your what 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 is the genre? like? Is it still a thing? Do they still call things dream pop? Is that what gets associated with you? I mean, I, I, don't I, know. I the genre I, thing's I think, so I, weird. I think we got upgraded to lucid dream pop now. <laughs> fantastic you know why that's fantastic look at this
1: Oh, yeah one of,
0: my, one of my most it's not a really good book on folks i'm holding up a book called a little bit of lucid dreaming an introduction to dream manipulation by sirena lee i'm um, so into
1: that
0: sirena you're probably awesome but this guide isn't incredible um <laughs> i i don't I mean, if you never experienced or thought about lucid dreaming, it's probably pretty interesting. Um, but if you're if you're just looking for a little additional information to gain more consistent control of your lucid dreams, it's not the book. It was it was an impulse buy, um,
1: and it didn't help you.
0: It did remind me of a couple of things. It reminded me of some exercises that I used to do years ago when I was exploring. My dreams, like, for example, going to bed with a problem on my mind. So I did a couple of tests where a couple of weeks ago, where I just went to bed with um, like something that I couldn't solve real quickly mathematically, like twenty eight times twenty three. You know, I could do that in my head if I stopped for you know a little bit, and then I would wake up with the right answer. So I started doing that again, and I think that that's, that's sort of my, my first step to get back into, sorry for the veering off into a totally different territory, folks, if you're listening, but right now we're talking about lucid dreams. <laughs> so Lucid dreaming hang,
1: so hang is much tight. more interesting <laughs> than talking about music. <laughs> so hang tight. Um, but
0: uh, yeah, so that's been great. That, that is helpful. There are a couple of good reminders. Oh, you know what another good reminder was of in here is making um, your bedtime, a bedtime ritual. You know, before you have a dream, like have a little bit of a ritual so that you set your
2: intention. Uh, Well, the trick is if you want to have a lucid dream or you want to be like awake in your dream, you just get a pen and a paper right before you go to bed and just write down, I have a lucid dream. And then you write like, I am awake in my dream. And then you'll like be dreaming and then you'll be like, whoa, I'm dreaming. And then people's faces will melt and stuff. But you'll still know that you're dreaming. It's a great
0: experience. here's what I want to know. If you're listening to this and your experience with lucid dreaming, message us. Uh fire it away on Instagram. Wanna hear, I love hearing people's lucid dream experiences. I'm not sure what the the waking world benefit is to having lucid dreams. I just know that it's a really neat experience. Do you guys I you had
1: think? one the other night?
0: <laughs> you did? Let's hear it.
1: It was so weird. Did you do you remember that Robert Palmer video? Um You know, the one with all the
0: addicted um, to love,
1: addicted to love,
0: (laughs) Yep.
1: you know, the, the women that were in the video, they were all like kind of wearing those, uh, sequin.
0: white. were they white? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I had a dream that I was walking down this like white sort of hallway and there was a row of these women coming towards me. Like, like kind of like they were on a catwalk walking Mm -hmm. and none of them had heads. Wow. Isn't that weird? does that mean? I don't know what that means. Dream interpretation.
0: <laughs> if anybody out there can interpret that one, I met one of those the women that was in that video once at at a restaurant bar in Healdsburg, California. She was around for about a week, and she was the most ghostly person I met. And her stories were so strange. She was she was kind of Walking Dead. You, know, you could tell that she had once been beautiful, and and she wasn't in this world. I can't really describe it. I've never met anyone like her so, before. So
1: maybe that was her in yeah. my dream, the Walking judge. Yeah. She, she didn't she have was, a head.
0: Yeah, that could be it. Um, <laughs> and it's just predictive of this conversation. Yeah, that that could be it. Chris, you have any lucid dreams? You want to you want to rock? You want a lucid dream tale?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had one where like I, it was like that where like I realized I was dreaming, and then I I turn you know I'm like wow I'm really dreaming, and then I turned around and I saw you know I saw some people in the dream and I was like hey you guys this is just a dream <laughs> and then the people, yeah and then the people were like no it's not it's not a dream and then I was like yeah it is and then they said no it's not again and then their face like I, their faces started melting and then oh. I woke
1: up <laughs> <laughs> I that's just I've had like uh, those you know out-of-body experiences before mm-hmm. that that's super trippy
0: that is that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. I've, I've had minimal experience with it, but I have had some out-of-body experiences and wow. I uh, never
1: meet anybody that's had those.
0: Well, when I was a kid, I had them routinely. I, I didn't really know what they were at the time, not until reflecting on them later, but I would float out of my bed and down the hallway toward the voices in the living room. Um, and I would always get about to the same point before I would get close enough. The light would get brighter. The voices would get louder and the stimulation would, get so much i get a little excited and then that would jerk me back right um and i have this same experience every afternoon for a while and then i had a similar experience as an adult but by then i knew what you know astral traveling was or is and if you're listening and you think it's all hokum you know that's fine it's cool but maybe look it up it's pretty interesting stuff um no it's definitely real I've never been able to induce it though. Have you, have you ever ha- had an experience where you've been able to set your intention going to sleep and then had an out-of-body experience?
1: No, that's the thing. That's, that's like next the...
0: level right there. Yeah. We'd love to get there someday. That's I, that's why, matter of fact, I picked up this book on lucid dreaming because I thought, you know, if I want to get back into that, I think that I need to get back into having better control over my dreams. It used to be where if I had a dream and I didn't like how it ended, I would just say, oh, I don't like this ending. You know within the dream and then i want something different and then i would have that ending again i would replay the dream several different ways
2: okay you'd revise the dream to do more yeah yeah
0: if it didn't have a good ending if it didn't have a good ending i would revise it
1: which was yeah i I kind of forgot about all this uh the past year do you ever think that like just being awake is actually really the astral plane
0: and how would you tell the difference
1: Well, imagine if this is it, because this is like you're awake, you're conscious. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to sleep, that's the real world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I have no, I don't know how to know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah. And it kind of gets into the whole, the folks that are um, simulationists, right?
1: A lot of people have been saying that. It's kind of annoying. I don't really like it.
0: I'm not buying it. If if you're a simulationist, that's cool. I just I I. I
1: that's like being like, oh, yeah. nobody has a spirit and a you know,
0: yeah, kind nobody of nobody
1: has a soul. You're just a hologram.
0: Well, it certainly absolves us of any responsibilities, right? Because hey, well, I'm just a hologram. You're Going to blame me? <laughs> 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 it's it's my coder up above that you, that you need to be angry with. Um. Staying within the, the sort of esoteric space, Chris, I'm interested, I, I, I want to know about your interest in an in ancient sound healing. I mean, I feel like we could talk for about an hour just on that, but sound yeah. healing, what's what's that all about for you?
2: Fascinating subject. Well, <laughs> uh, sound healing. I mean, basically any sound that like makes you feel good is like probably going to be healing in some way. And I talked to one guy to... St- Stephen Halpern, he was like the first new age artist of all time. And I asked him, I said, what makes something like sound healing for you? And he's like, look, he's like, if the music is relaxing, it's sound healing. So as long as you do something relaxing, but you can go deeper with it where like the actual sounds that you use and uh, like the musical pitches and the tunings of things can can affect the relaxation factor. So that's kind of like the gist of it. I mean, like, and then you, you know, there's all these tones and sounds and stuff that are like, that that aren't in Western music, you know, that are in obviously other modes of music, but uh, there's all different ways you can like tune an instrument, you know, and they don't all, it's not that they don't sound similar, but they have a different feeling that it like creates, you know? Yeah. The alternate
0: tuning, what's the most common alternate tuning that was kind of, coming on in the seventies, um, for something, right?
2: Yeah. So there's like a couple of them though. There's like the, yeah. four thirty-two Hertz is like pretty popular. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thanks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of them that's based on the uh, Fibonacci ratio. And, uh, you know, it's like one of the numbers you can divide it in half and it keeps making whole numbers. So, I mean, that's a good sound. I've, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with that sound. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of has like a, to me, it sounds kind of like a, If you want to make your music sound kind of more like middle ages or medieval or something, it kind of has that, you know, if you just handed something handed like a guitar to somebody and you were like, just tune it by ear. Like you would naturally tune it to like one of these other frequencies. That's not actually like what a guitar tuner would be. Like if you do the guitar tuner, it's tuned to the standard tuning. Most, you know, the standard setting that everybody uses, but like, it's not really like that setting, that sound, it's not like a natural sound and, they've done lots of studies there's all kinds of studies where it's like it causes like agitation in people like that actual pitch so right but yeah there's lots of different sounds 432 is one of them and yeah there's a bunch there's a whole whole list of them
0: (laughs) so i was i was doing some research for you guys yesterday and i i think i i'm not sure if it was through your spotify link or where i ended up on but i ended up on and I ended up playing it in the background star gods is that you or is that
2: yeah, that's my uh, that's my sound healing relaxation music that I do. That's you. Yeah, that's me. That's all my stuff.
0: Oh, oh, okay, cool. That's great. So you have this then. Your interest in in sound healing in star gods does it does it make its way into magic wands in any way with any of the tunings or is it a completely separate world for you?
2: No, no, it's both. Uh, it's uh, magic wands. We tune all our songs are tuned you know, to basically sound healing frequencies. So, I mean, there's still, you know, like great songs that we do, but the actual like pitch of the music is not like what I guess the average band would tune to, I guess. So, yeah, it's all in there. And then we put other stuff in the music too, like frequency stuff. It's, you know, it's not like obvious, but there's different things we do with the sound. Yeah, for sure. It definitely crosses over.
1: We have some tuning forks here.
2: Oh, yeah. Can you, let's, let's hear them. You're gonna hit. You can't just put those two together. See, there's different tricks with them. You can't do combinations of them. Here, you here's. might make me anxious, and yeah, you might start lucid dreaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, hit these yeah. two. How's that? Can
0: you hear that? Yeah, I'm not sure how it's gonna come out in the recording, but I hear it. Yeah, that one made me. That one made, gave me a little gas. Is that what it's supposed to do?
2: um it should help you uh transcend your gas
0: okay good (laughs) but to transcend it i first had to manifest it i
2: love these yeah are are these
0: are these just are you just hitting regular like the the basic uh tuning forks that i'm imagining
1: well they're solfeggio tuning forks one like i just hit 528 hertz and 396 Mm -hmm. hertz we got these in like or chris got them in 2010 remember
2: yeah these are the so these are based on the uh the ancient solfeggio scale it apparently was decoded from uh, a book, the Book of Numbers in the Bi- in the Old Testament of the Bible. A guy had like a revelation that like there's all these numbers encoded, kind of like the what's the movie? Who's the what's the move the the Da Vinci Code or something? Wow. Like a coded thing, and they figured out that these numbers like actually meant like sounds, and I don't know, they sound incredible, the actual sounds of them. Whether that's you believe the story or not, but. They're all was, based on our stuff, too. I, I was you know?
0: trying to look it up in my book here. You guys recognize this one? Is that the secret teaching of all ages? It is. This is
2: my my longtime best buddy, this book right here. That's the Manly um, P. Hall. Uh, yeah, with uh, what's his name? I got two copies of it, actually.
0: Yeah, this is my second copy. I lost one in a flood, but this is uh, the Diamond Jubilee edition. Um, That's a nice one. That's like the giant yeah. one with the full-size color. Yeah, um, the color pull-outs and everything. Yeah.
1: That's have it. you been to the uh,
0: philosophical research? Oh, no, it's been coming up lately. I, it's been on my pilgrimage uh, list for so many years. And now I moved down here and it's COVID. It's still, it's just going to, it's going to happen when it happens. You know, I used to go around collecting Manly Hall stuff in any used bookstore that I came around. Uh, a number of the, you know how that here there's so many of the pamphlets, right? Right. Um, yeah. And uh,
2: I still have I, some I, I of them. I love but, all
1: those. I love, I used to have a ton of them.
2: They're expensive now. They're expensive. Go to the Research Society, they have them all there. They have like every single thing of his. Yeah, I'm. it's going to be on my list. I'll make you guys come with me
0: because you're the only other Manly Hall people that I know. In yeah, I
1: live, I live right <laughs> around the corner from there.
0: Yeah, I've got to get there. I've got to get there. It's, it's definitely something that has to happen. I just kind of figure that those things happen when they're going to happen. You know, like one day I'll be wandering and I'll just not know where I am. And I'll look up and I'm in front of the Philosophical Research. And I'm like, oh, here it is. This is when it's meant to be. What would you say? If you, I know we're getting super out there. guy, if you're, if you're listening just to, to hear about the music stuff, we'll come back to music. I totally promise. Right now we're geeking out on just nerd stuff, but it's okay because you got introduced, hopefully, uh, to lucid dreaming, to astral traveling, to the wisdom of Manly P. Hall. Google him. He's this incredible, what would you say? It's just sort of a... Part historian, part anthropologist, philosopher, but he's more of a collector of wisdom and esoteric wisdom. Fair to say?
2: Yeah, he's like the the guy that know either he knows it or he's collected like every possible esoteric occult uh, mystery school, anything that's like, has anything to do with like any of that kind of stuff. He's made these giant tomes of information about it, where you can read it all. Like the book that you just had, the secret teachings of all ages, it's got like every, every symbol and every, you know, story and myth. And it just, he, he does it. I don't know who does it more than him. Really. L, L- Ron
1: Hubbard. No, L- <laughs> L- Ron Hubbard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can either go to the uh, L Ron Hubbard temple <laughs> or the Manly P Hall. I'm gonna recommend the Manly P Hall. No, I mean for yeah.
1: content, he had so much content; it's insane.
0: Yeah, so I actually uh,
1: I think. Um, did you read that uh, Manly P Hall book? The the I think it's called the Positive Use of Psychic Energy. Do you have that pamphlet?
0: I don't know. Maybe. Uh-huh. I mean i, I had a uh, I had a grip of them, and this was some years ago when I was really kind of, I used to be diving deep into this stuff and the temple of psychic youth and just like you name this sort of esoteric stuff while I was picking up a degree in religious studies up in Chico. um, I just feel like my brain is not nearly as sharp or as smart as it used to be. So I've forgotten. Cell Cell
2: phones
1: are making everyone stupid.
0: Something happened. You know, I used to be able to, I think, recall a lot more. Maybe it's just age. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe I'm losing some psychic battle that's happening around me. And I haven't, you don't, look, it.
1: That, you don't yeah. look that old to be losing your uh, memory. <laughs> I, I would,
0: I would hope not. I would totally hope not. Um, okay, okay. So
1: I've been saying that every day, what you just said. What's like, that? I just thought like, I just, I don't know. I'm like really checked out. Don't remember things that watch anymore. <laughs> and I completely lost touch with, you know, my whole little cosmic realm that I was in most just, of
0: my life i'm just going to blame it on covid i'm just going to say that there's some I think sort that's of
1: what it is. it's just made me like super sluggish and uninspired
0: there's a, a a low level depression that i think is sort of sweeping and sort of a sweeping ennui as well you know across across all of culture and i when i say depression yes for some people clinically i mean kind of like the word depression like just a pushing down
1: yeah, um, exactly.
0: of everything Including my intellect. God, now I feel good. Okay, so I'm not, it's just everybody. It's not just me. Yeah, it's all of us.
1: What sign <laughs> are you?
0: <laughs> um, Gemini. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Okay, look, that's what everybody says. When I say Gemini, I or Dexy, I everybody's you. like, oh. It's Gemini. never, it's never a positive. They're never
1: like, "Oh, high five! I love Gemini." So it's always like, Ew. "You back,
0: you backstabbing <laughs> two-faced every, sons Every
1: Gemini I have ever known is completely crazy. Yeah. See. Yeah. No, there I'm you go. Kidding. There we no, go. some are crazy in a good way. I, I have a lot of Gemini friends that are great and very creative. And
0: I should have said Sagittarius. It, w- it would have been a much happier experience. So, shifting gears completely because everybody's just like, ah, talk about some music. I will. I promise. Because this is something, this is bringing like,
1: we don't have to talk about music.
0: Three of my favorite things together. Because now you guys are one of my favorite things because of all this um, esoteric bonding we just did. It was two of my favorite things. Now it's three. When I was like eight, my first screen crush ever, I was like eight years old. And uh, her carnality and, and this mood just lit me up. Natasha Kinski in Cat People. I don't know if you guys have oh, yeah. seen the movie, right? She's... And that was the first time I think that I had any sort of like, oh, I don't know if that they were sexual, but they were definitely something just kind of lit up inside me. Some kind of fire got lit. Um, Bowie did the song Cat People for that movie. And I'm a huge Bowie fan, have been forever. You guys did a cover for that. Why? I'm just curious. What, how, did you, were you assigned that song or did you pick that song? Where did that come from?
1: We we had to pick from a list. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for a, a tribute to the Thin White Duke for Cleopatra Records.
2: And none of the songs, we didn't like any of the songs on the list, so we suggested that. Or we liked all the songs, but they seemed too obvious. So we right. suggested to do the Cat People song.
1: Yeah, that was challenging, that song. Too. I was
0: going to say, that is a tough song to pick. I know. You know it,
1: <laughs> even the forget. finished
0: version, even Bowie's version.
1: And we did a really low-fi, like... That's almost like the demo, a demo version of this
0: one. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just wonder why you picked that one, because it just seems so hard to me to, I, and I, I love the song, but it's it's a it's a bold choice. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: That's crazy. Do we, what was the end of? Wait, how to go? With gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a good movie, too, Cat People. I think. I don't know if it holds up now. I'll have to see. It may not. It may not hold up now, but Cat People, it's on the Super Nice Club recommended movie list, folks. Check it out. A long time ago, Dexy, you wrote a song called Teenage Love, and it's been recorded Mm -hmm. in different versions with different bands, uh, the Dolphins, Magic Wand. I noticed that because teenage love is just a big topic for me the last few weeks. Um, Most recently, yesterday, I talked with Tegan Quinn of the band Tegan and Sarah, and their whole thing right now is just this new album and this book where they explore their teenage, their high school years uh, and teen loves like at the heart of all that um, and how they had to navigate it. And then of course, I've been watching that uh, amazing TV show. Have you guys seen pen 15? No, no. All right. I mean, it's super sophomore, but it's uh check it out. So when you guys think on teenage love, I'm just curious, do you still, Do you still remember it? Can you still relate to the intensity of those feelings or have you discounted them a little bit as adults?
1: Um, I think I look at that now as like, you know, when I believed in Santa Claus
2: kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: It was definitely very much more. I mean, I don't know. It's still dramatic. Love is still dramatic. It's just Mm -hmm. a little different now, but yeah, I mean, you still I don't
1: believe in love, but I write love songs. (laughs) Right. So no, you I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I I mean, I don't know. I'm so checked out. It's been like you know a year of not socializing, so it's kind of you
2: know. It makes it, yeah the love department <laughs> needs uh, an upgrade.
1: All the dating apps have been deleted.
0: Oh, they have been during COVID. I would I would imagine that that would be yeah. I'm glad I'm not dating during COVID. And if you're out there and you are,
2: I'm super sorry. All right, I really the dating
1: don't. apps just suck anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause there'd be nothing to do, and then you would just, you know, or you'd be stuck in the house or with somebody, which would be probably cool, like at first. And then oh, after really? a little while,
1: meeting someone in a mask, you know, and just
2: yeah, that's like a bummer too. Yeah, all the connectivity is
0: that's really challenging. Unless you live in Florida, in which case it doesn't really matter. Or Texas, they're going
1: crazy right? there.
2: They're yeah. having a great time in Florida. Why can't we be there? <laughs> um, we could, We should tour there.
1: You could probably get yeah, some I dates. Want, uh, We'll we'll wait till the pandemic's over before we go to Florida.
0: What's going on? Do you have um? I know it's kind of premature, but do you have any plans as far as is is there any ability for you at all to come close to planning a tour, or is it just like
1: I mean, uh, I don't know. Our manager, you know, is is he's talking about some stuff that might be going on, like in August over in England, some festivals that we might do, but it's um. There's still some stuff to be sorted out. We're not sure if it's definitely going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah. There are a lot of venues that are disappearing and we have disappeared. You know, I know. everything's
1: been, everything's being canceled and disappearing. It's crazy.
0: So here's a little challenge to the listeners out there. If you're interested in, you know, live music, and if you're not, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. As soon as COVID relaxes enough to where venues are booking a show, buy a ticket. I don't care if you go. It's even better if you buy a ticket like once a week if you can for shows that you're never even going to go to. Just support these venues because they're just barely hanging on the ones that are hanging on. Matter of fact, if you have favorite venues that you can think of right now, check out their websites. They they probably have a Kickstarter or some sort of GoFundMe, some sort of campaign that you can chip into. You know, I mean, we can't just kvetch about how we're sad about the venues disappearing, but at the same time, not support them financially. So my challenge, if any of you are really big music lovers, find a venue that you love and figure out how to support it today. It's a good idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, It's hard to do. I get it. A lot of us, you know, a lot of us are having, uh, our finances are constricted because of COVID. So I'm just saying, if you can do it, if you're lucky enough to be able to do it, then do it. So let's name drop, while we're talking about supporting music, um, let's name drop some of your like favorite up-and-coming bands that need some love that people need to check out friends of yours you know who Who should who are we missing right now that we're that we should be paying attention to
2: for like stuff that's like relatively current um i like this there's, there's a i don't know if it's one guy or what but it's called hotel pools i think they're good it's kind of i don't know it's like i don't know if it's vapor wave or what but it's good uh hotel it's like instrumental they're mm-hmm. really good. Hotel Pools. And then there's like a bunch of Russian bands that are good right now. They're like... Uh, yeah? Oh, Ploho, I like them. Uh, Molchat Doma. Mulchat Doma. I don't even know if that's how you say it. They're really good, obviously. Yeah. They're getting a lot more popular. Okay. Super Best. I think that's how you say it. Super Best. B-E-S-S-E. They're really good. Uh, okay. Who else is this new is great.
1: I don't really know anything new. That's the thing. I just know stuff that's been around already for... A decade.
0: <laughs> well, we just got three out of you. So that's pretty good. I'll, okay. I'll take three. I'll take three. I'll, 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 uh, I'll f-
1: I'm just stuck in the eighties. I just listen to like '80s music all day long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'll put those in the show notes, folks. So you don't have to like, try to figure out how the Russian spelling is. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out for you. I'm that nice. I'll figure out the bands and I'll put links in the show notes. so You can check them out. Obviously along with uh, magic Wands And was it space God? Star Gods. <laughs> Damn it. I screwed it up. Okay, hold on. I can I can edit that up. Oh, oh, also, uh, as well as Star God. Wait, was it yeah. plural? Was it Star Gods plural?
2: It's a, it's plural. God, I can't so get it right.
0: It's close though. you Get it. Fun. Yeah. You know, just it's, you guys can figure it out. Your latest album is
2: <laughs> such
0: a nightmare. I'm kidding. Your latest album is for sale on Bandcamp. I noticed the price. I noticed the price is eleven dollars and eleven cents. Do y'all have an eleven eleven
2: thing?
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like who does not right?
1: It's crazy. Well, it
2: doesn't, it's like, doesn't like, it just feels good when you see it. Right. Like you're just like, I know. Like you're like, I did it. Yes. But you don't really know what you did or what, you know, like it doesn't necessarily mean anything other than you just looked at the clock right then. Yeah. But somehow on some other deeper level. Yeah. Maybe it means like, yes, I'm like doing what I'm supposed to do with my life and I'm in the flow and I'm uh, connected to the source of all things.
1: They say that, you know, but (laughs) so they say, I mean, it's definitely uh, a
0: positive moment.
1: My receipt the other day was 1111 at 1111.
0: Whoa. Were you at 711? No. That's a good question.
2: hmm. Let me ask you, do you get bummed out when you see 1112?
0: Yeah. Totally. Like I just missed it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well sometimes I'll check another clock in the house. Like is the microwave a minute behind? I'm like, yeah, I didn't miss it.
1: When I wake up in the morning and it says nine 11 on the clock, I'm like, fuck, I'm going back to sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not a good sign. Is it? I was once married on nine 11, nine 11 99. Yeah. It didn't, didn't, didn't pan out. Well, it did pan out. I have a beautiful 18 year old boy named justice. So it totally worked out that nine 11 worked out for me. I, uh, my, when I was a kid, like a kid, kid, like real young, four or five. My my dad, he always bought the biggest station wagon, the big woods panelled, huge station wagons, and he's the one who started it for me because they had like those red LED, or maybe they were blue, whatever. Uh, they, but they were the first digital clocks in cars, I think. And he would always point out eleven eleven to me when we, when he was driving around in that uh, in that beast. And then he kind of exited the scene not too long after, and so I had this connection. Uh, with 1111 and my dad that just that's where it started and it just sort of kept going mm-hmm. years later for some reason I emailed do you guys remember yuri Geller Yuri Geller Yuri Geller the, he was mm-hmm. the guy who would like the psychic the famous uh spoon bending psychic right, mm-hmm.
1: right so, yeah. yeah
0: yeah Yeah. I emailed him around about something about 1111 and he gave me this sort of treatise on why it's a magical do,
1: do you uh, ever go to the conscious life expo in LA
0: no, I know what it is. I don't think I've been. I've been to versions of it up in the Bay Area. Um, what about it? Are you is that a thing that you go to every year?
1: We used to go every year. I didn't actually go to the one last year, but um, I just when you were talking about the 1111 thing, there's a lot of stuff there that.
2: well, It's like, like the premiere? You, you can get years. like
1: tapestries for your wall that say 1111 at the
2: conscious <laughs> life. Oh, really? OK. I didn't know it was that big of a thing. it's massive it's huge it's like it's a hilton by the airport it's like the biggest new age convention maybe in the world maybe oh wow or whatever i don't know if it's new age but what i mean 99 percent of it is just like whatever but that's what's fun about it is it's It's amazing you You get get to go
1: try out stuff you know like sit under pyramids and
2: get your aura photo video. taken and yeah. like you know eat some vegans indian some food free
1: reiki healing get a
2: reiki nice. heal like foot bath and- <laughs> so it's just like it's just like super woo right
1: yeah it's yeah, yeah it's a lot cool. of fluff it's
2: maximum yeah. woo. wow maximum it's a, woo it's
1: a, it's a fluff festival
2: but it's amazing and it's super fun and it's so big that you just can go and spend the day there you know all right.
0: Well, I'll, maybe I'll see if I can get a Super Nice Club booth out there next time. I'm not sure what we would do. I'll f- figure out something. Super Nice Club sounds like it would fit out there, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. You should put, yeah. It on your, put it on your vision board, man. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> <laughs> Got to get a vision board.
2: Vision board. <laughs> next other thing. I can't even
1: talk about this stuff after what I just watched earlier today with <laughs> this guy what's that guy on youtube where he just makes fun of people that talk like this? like oh hey how you do? is your moon in like scorpio today you know mercury's in retrograde and now i'm, ha- I'm having a download i'm channeling so. <laughs>
2: like, i don't even know
1: I,
0: I understand. I have a hard time with that, too, because I, I can get it's
1: like I, shit, shit, shit. New age people in L.A. say, you know,
0: yeah. well, I'm a Gemini. All right. So sometimes like, I'm a
1: Pisces. OK,
0: sometimes I'm totally hating on all the woo. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I could get into that. But the reality is I'm the dude with like the Manly P. Hall collection and the lucid dreaming books. I'm like, I guess I am.
1: Right. So, and I was like, <laughs> actually projecting since I was 17. So,
0: yeah. So you were there before it was cool
1: yeah I was like chanting right. with with the uh, Buddhist when I was twelve <laughs>
0: <laughs> so was there ever a point for either of you that there might have been a different career
2: than music? Yes yeah. or, yes no, <laughs> I mean not really I mean I, I, but
1: what well I mean why well, when I was a kid i was i went to acting school and was in commercials and stuff. And that was like my thing. I was going to be an actress. And then, um, i never did that. I just said, ah, that's not for me. And I got a guitar and started playing music, but sometimes I'm like, Hmm, maybe I would have been better off just trying to go down that road.
2: Just acting. I mean, just act naturally. I mean, you you live in the right
0: town. It's never too late. So (laughs) would you say though, Dexy, that when you, When you came out to LA, was that your sort of leap of faith moment? Is that when you're like, ah, I mean, I'm doing music.
1: Yeah. I was, you know, I came out here with just a guitar and a dream.
0: (laughs) Do you still have either one?
1: (laughs) Uh, I have several guitars and yeah, I do.
0: You still got the dream. The dream is alive.
1: Nah, not so much.
0: Come on.
1: (laughs) Don't say I just don't care anymore. I don't care. I like making music for myself and putting Mm -hmm. it out there. Like, I used to have you know big dreams of doing big, big things, but then I just you know, I we did a lot of stuff that we wanted to do. And I mean, how many times do you have to tour and open for your favorite band? It's just like it gets kind of like it's not that big of a deal after a while,
2: yeah. Right. I don't know. I would not have to make up for everything with my dreams. I mean, all my, my all... <laughs>
1: all the people I want to tour with are dead. So it's like. <laughs> oh.
2: That's super disheartening there.
1: I mean, there's a no, couple that's bands. Not true. We
2: would to- I'd oh, tour with The Cure. I love them. Oh. That'd be a fun band to tour with, I think. I don't no, know. Would that they... be fun? No. I don't know if that'd be fun. Actually.
1: I don't know. It's all right. I mean, I don't know. This whole year, like I said, it's just like. I... I don't know. I feel like my brain doesn't work anymore.
2: We need to get you to the new age convention immediately. I know.
1: I need a mm-hmm. healing. I yeah. need a Reiki healing.
2: You need to sit under a
0: pyramid with a Reiki healing and somebody who can shoot some Polaroid and photography of you while uh, you're <laughs> bathed in aromatherapy and sound waves.
2: Yeah. we. I only want to send yeah. you white. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm definitely grateful <laughs> for, you know, stuff. And like, I, I just, you know, once things get back Opening, I'll have a different mindset. I'll be really excited and inspired. But this has just been a real drag for everybody, you know, and musicians are, sorry, whining.
0: Jeez,
2: golly, play the bummer.
0: (laughs) Jeez, I'm just going to have to edit this part out so the super nice filmmakers don't just go like, "God, this podcast is just a downer. No, I agree. (laughs) I I, I don't, I feel like when COVID started, as a writer myself, uh, I thought, God, I'm going to tear through projects. Like, this is kind of great. I've got, you know, no excuses, but it has been really hard. It, it's been a weird, it's been a weird effect that's just sort of sort of reduced me. Maybe I've allowed it to reduce me. Yeah, I mean, you could say it's always a choice, right? But I definitely feel different when I sit down to create. It's It's a different headspace than I've ever known before.
2: No, that's true. I mean, even like we were, we started the record that we just did, like right before all this kind of stuff started going on and then as it goes on you know as it started going on it did it changed the mood of like not that we wrote songs so much about reality or ever like everything we do is kind of not in reality but just the feeling of it like it's like when everything has this like total uncertainty to it it's like what am i doing like what is this for like it changes like the purpose of like what you're creating you know like you feel like you should do something like, do I need to do something to like help the world now? Or like do I need to do something different? Like, am I, you know, it just makes you kind of question things a little bit.
0: I think that's well put. Yeah,
2: that that I mean, hit home I bouncing when you said it.
1: Back. I'm bouncing back from it. i I I at one point I was able to just block it out and just focus and just continue to write and record, but then I couldn't. But now I'm starting to again. So that's good.
0: Um I think we should give a little shout out to your friend Rebecca, who connected us.
2: Yes. Yeah, Rebecca's great. Love you, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, Wherever Rebecca. you
0: are. <laughs> Somewhere in Mexico, somewhere in Los Angeles, somewhere in between.
1: Yeah, she's like in the tropical paradise right now.
0: Lucky. So, Rebecca, does she, how does that work? You guys, do you both curate uh, Sun 7 LA?
1: Um, well, when venues were open, I was, you know, putting together nights of bands and DJing. Mm-hmm. And she does all the posts on Sun
0: 7. Okay. That's the the duty split right there. Sun 7 LA is uh, an Instagram page that is, again, if you're into music, it's pretty much a daily dose of awesome. There's an awesome band and then an awesome biographical blurb that'll just make that band your your daily soundtrack. So check it out. Do you have a challenge? We have a super nice challenge that each guest gets to issue to... The listeners, Super Nice Club members and just random listeners, something that they can do to make their day and their world, their communities, just something, something a little bit nicer.
1: Uh, you know what helps me feel good? And is just when you go and do something nice for somebody that they don't expect it. That'll really brighten their day, your day. It's a
2: good thing to do. Give somebody a compliment. <laughs> Give the guy at the grocery, tell him that you like his, his hat. You know, <laughs> uh, that's a nice thing. Spreading love but is that a challenge? challenge? Is that really a challenge? That yeah, challenging. that's
0: totally a challenge. Are you kidding? I think giving people, giving strangers a compliment, is a is a challenging thing
1: to do for a lot of us. Yeah, because people can't even look at each or other or no.
0: start a
2: conversation with a stranger. <laughs> or I challenge you to to be in like a public place and take your mask off for just one second and smile at somebody and then put it back on. That's a good one. It might no, be seen as kind your of pervy, off. maybe. <laughs> Don't you dare take! It. <laughs> don't take no, off!
1: No, no, no! Don't take the mask off.
0: Okay, so we're gonna accept the compliment. Compliment a stranger. It's it can be hard to do without feeling kind of creepy. I think sometimes, yeah. um, or that you're inviting unwanted attention. You know, depending on the the scenario, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be,
2: especially like just nice shoes. Man, really like your shoes. Even if you don't, yeah, that, I think that would be like a. That kind of sounds like a come on, too, in a way. Weird that's, way that's the weird thing, right? Um, I
1: think it's, it's just no taking masks off and smiling. Just just do something nice for somebody. Buy someone their coffee when you're at a coffee shop. Say, hey, I've got the next person behind me.
0: All right, challenge accepted. You guys
2: got it? <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good challenge, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Do something nice. Try to compliment someone. It feels good to do these things. It does. And, and feeling awkward complimenting someone is okay. That's an okay thing to feel that way. Ask yourself why it felt awkward. And, you know, is it kind of a bummer that it feels awkward? You know, just, just do a little reflection about it. And then lastly, this is the exciting part for you too. This is super exciting. I know you guys get to ask a question of me. You get to be the host. Just fire off oh. any question. I'll do my best.
1: Okay. Um, what, where do you see yourself six months from now?
0: Six months from now, I see myself having gone through getting ready for, well, with COVID, it's really tough. There, There were travel plans afoot that keep getting kicked down the road. I'm hoping that six months, we'll see those travel plans going. It will also see six months from now, I should be completed with the current... I will be. I will be completed with the current script that I'm working on. And that's just such a cheesy thing to talk about when you live in LA because everybody down here writes, but I've been doing this stuff for years. And so my current project should be well completed. And that will be a big, happy thing because this is a pretty big, important one for me. And I will also super exciting be seeing my son, Justice, getting ready to go just starting classes uh, up in Oregon. Uh, the university of Oregon as a duck. So he'll be in college, which is crazy, 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 and wonderful to me. That's probably the best one. The best one is justice can be starting college in six months. That's wow. a, that's a big sort of family evolution. Um, and then, you know, I'm done with them. I'm done with you justice. I don't have any more responsibility for you. You'll be an adult, maybe call me once a year, you know, it's fine. I'll be free.
2: <sighs> okay. That's pretty. Oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> All right. That's the question. You got anything, Chris, or are you, are you ganging up on that one?
2: No, I'd like to know um, if you prefer gold or silver.
0: <laughs> you know, typically silver. That's usually my answer. I, I typically prefer silver, but that seems like it's been changing. I've been gravitating. I mean, like this, this is that's silver. silver, you know, but I've been looking for gold lately for the first time ever. Not like okay. looking for it, but thinking about like... uh I don't know. I've been feeling like maybe like some cool gold ring on my left hand. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to oh. equivocate there. I did not mean that's not like me trying to say both. It's like historically my whole life. The answer is silver last year or so. Maybe it's just COVID. I've been thinking that I kind of want some sort of cool gold ring.
2: Gold is
0: nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you? What's your preference? Uh,
2: I don't know. I think I like... Just uh, kind of the same. Like I was into silver for a long time and now gold seems a little more interesting.
0: But now I got to know does that say something about someone? Like it's, a, it feels like that's a litmus test of some sort. I feel like it's a, you know, is that some sort of, um, well, you know, if you prefer silver, you're, you're. I think more... everything
1: around us right now is sparkly and there's a lot of gold and silver in this room that we're in. <laughs> like tapestries that uh, are. Maybe
2: we're just like ascending in consciousness and now we're ready for gold.
0: Oh. So gold gold is a higher, more valuable metal, I guess, because it costs more. I don't Maybe. Know.
2: I don't know. Does it cost as much as Bitcoin? I don't know. <laughs> I I have a couple of uh,
0: Paracelsus books, really old ones. I'll go inside and consult them and see the alchemical nature of both metals and, and get back to you.
2: Okay. All
0: right. Yeah, you know, let's see. I'm sure that he had uh, some opinions on that. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Then not to get too hysteric again. All right, um, well that wraps it. You guys did everything. We talked about all the most amazing things ever.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Yeah. Yes, oh, we, we did.: I, mean, I think
0: so. I think we touched: oh, yeah. I think we touched on everything. You know, I mean, we might be able to let me, let me see if I can come up with a random topic. I named a cat for this book once. I opened to a random page, and it was uh, Ezekiel. Oh so, Yeah. We could discuss, if you guys are interested, the fundamentals of Kabbalistic cosmogony. Nice uh yeah i mean, I'd, be, I'd be out of my depths totally
2: but you know
1: that's but hit, us, hit mean, us up when you go to the S- look at York, that. uh,
2: <laughs> yeah that's the uh transcendent uh hula hooper
1: let us know when you go to the philosophical <laughs> research center okay
0: i will hey thank you guys i totally appreciate your time thanks for hollering so if you're listening magic wands links are down there check them out add them to your your uh spotify eleven dollars and eleven cents on bandcamp pretty good deal for music um i know you're probably already subscribing to some streaming thing or apple or whatever but uh you know bands get like 0.00001 cent for every thirty five thousand plays so um, well
1: actually spotify has a thing now where you can make a contribution to an artist page and they don't take any money that's kind of nice of them do they really yeah
0: i did not know that all right so go to spotify donate five bucks how's that guys (laughs) wonderful all right thanks Thank you. So there you have it a super nice conversation with Magic Wands. Weren't they great? I think they're great. Um, I really do. But then I just like talking to people that are open to all this crazy stuff. Is it crazy? Is it reality? Is it what we choose? Personally, I'm a possibilian. A possibilian is somebody who basically uh, believes that anything's possible. Doesn't mean that I believe in everything, but, you know, I. I if Godzilla came stomping over the horizon shooting laser beams, you know, out of its eyes, I don't think I would be floored. I would just be like, oh, well, that happened, you know. <laughs> it's just as likely to me as the four horsemen, uh, as uh, there being a hollow earth. You know, I just, anything's possible. Definitely a believer in science and scientific method, but yeah, anything's possible. So when anything's possible, kind of everything's fascinating. That's my theory anyway. Next week, next week, boy, if you're a Frida Kahlo fan, we have a really, really cool guest, Lucienne Allen, and her connection to Frida. Um, It's special. So if you're a Frida Kahlo fan, tune in. I'm not going to give you much more information than that because I want you to, you know, come back. So that's the whole podcast hustle thing. So did I get you interested? Hope so. All right. Until then, everybody, as always, I love you and stay nice.
2: If you wanted to be nicer Nicer, then you could see your name is If you wanted to be nicer, then you could put. Sir, you can teach everything you know And all we ask is that you just become 10% more nice And all we ask is that you just become 10% more nice All we ask is that you just become 10% more nice. And all we ask is that you just become 10% more